Hi, this is Anthony Parent of IRS Medic. Citizenship-based taxation, a topic we have covered extensively, is absolutely terrible. It terrorizes people around the world, creating awful, awful tax consequences for people that don't have a lot to do with the IRS, including Americans overseas, uh, around the world, working and living and retired. Because of this, there is a united front where everyone overseas has rallied behind the anti-CBT front. And we have a fantastic group of people that, wait a second, I don't think that's actually happening. Keith, what's going on? It doesn't seem like the people who are impacted the worst by citizenship-based taxation seem to be all that interested. Could you tell me what's going on? I will, uh, to the best of my ability. But I love the world you're living in, or at least you started to explain. Did it, it sound be, nice? It sounded wonderful. And that would be the beauty of this, is that we got we get you know, Americans overseas. And let me just interject something. When I say Americans overseas, I should be more specific. American emigrants with an E. I'm not talking about the short-term American expat who was on a contract for maybe two or three, four years where their center of gravity or financial gravity is in the United States, and they're going to be moving back to the U.S. I'm talking about Americans who live overseas permanently, uh, accidental Americans, etc., and uh, the challenge has been to bring together specifically Americans overseas to rally behind severing U.S. citizenship from tax residency. And, you know, part of it, I know John Richardson has explained at some point times that, you know, the. I think part of it is they'll take a look at their own particular situation, find a remedy for that. Oh, okay. Can, can I just interject for one second on that? You're, you're absolutely sure. right. They look at their own particular, uh, uh, um, their the circumstances for that year, for right. that year. They're not thinking, it, Oh, uh, good point. And good then point. they're not thinking, well, what happens when you inherit this? What happens when right. um, you need long-term care? What happens when right. you, do, you know, they're only looking and, and that is true for, for, and that is, you know, my, my, yeah. one of my biggest right. pet peeves is people can only think about this year. And right. Exactly. Year, yeah. And you raise a good point with that is because if, especially if you're somewhat young, that might be good for this year. But as you start to accumulate wealth or putting money in retirement where you live or investments, buying a house, et cetera, that's going to build every year. And so citizenship based taxation is going to get more and more complicated and more and more untenable. And so it's not a static action when you're just you know just filing your tax for one year it's a dynamic action you got to do it every year moving forward and i think that's an element that is missed on part of the american overseas community the other part is is that how do i put this there are a lot of americans overseas who act like homeland Americans. And what I mean by that is, is that they act and behave like they have never left the United States, where they put the issues, which there are, of issues in the United States as the top priority. And they don't prioritize the issues adversely affecting Americans overseas. And that is a major problem right there. And that gets caught uh, up into yeah. partisanship and so yeah. forth. 
which is detrimental to the overall cause. Yeah, well, um, you, you know, now, you, you, yeah. And I just please. want to interject, and and it really, I think, I think here's the problem, and I think this is a problem for for even just everybody doing tax planning, everyone doing planning. Um, you know, one of the hardest things in the world is sell life insurance because people don't want to imagine that 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 um that that imagining that actually happening. You know what it sounds like to me? It's just a failure of imagination. And um, years ago, I took some private pilot classes, and you know, we spent a good year about the weather because that's sort of important. I came across a term that cracked me up, and it was called persistency forecast. That is, well, it's hmm. nice out now, and that means it's going to be nice out later. And we all have, and then you see that, you see it defined as such, and then you realize the absurdity of that. Weather is nothing but change. So what that it's nice out now? So what is that now? And that niceness just might be the thing that's, that, that's creating a, a lack of preparation on your part. Now, now con consider this. What if it's not a nice day? What if the weather's tough? Well, what, and you need to fly. Well, you're going to be a little bit more on tap. You're like, oh, wait a second. Let me make sure I have everything nice. And so really the problem that for most people, I think is the failure of imagination because many years, it's not that bad. It's like, oh, okay, I can kind of do it. It's uh, I can, ah, the problem. Someone else it's not mine, but buddy, let me tell you something. When that problem comes knocking on your doors, you own it and it's going to make it's you miserable. It's a big problem. And you're going to say to yourself, and this is a thing I hear all the time, I can't believe it. I'm not like one of your rich clients. And that's what everyone says. Right. It's like, well, it's not about that. It has nothing to do with that. You were on the wrong side of the barrel. That's what happened. Um, and that you weren't thinking. And with, and I mean, look, I guess with good reason. Hey, look, it's fine. It's not bad enough. So you weren't looking to lock things down, get a real plan in place when you had the ultimate opportunity. And that's why people are reacting. And when you react, your options are limited. And that's, I think that the issue is the number one issue is they're just like, it's not going to do that much. I could just do this and, and it's going to go away. Let me just, just, just get rid of this yeah. and go away around. Go. I don't want to think about it anymore. And you know, that's, and I think part of that. And I think the other, I'm sorry, please. Go ahead. No, no, Keith, go ahead. No, and one last one, I, uh, and then this, you and John have some others. The other part is there are a section of Americans overseas that feel that going to residency-based taxation would not be in their benefit because where they are living based on a tax in the tax treaty that uh, citizenship-based taxation is going to be better for them. For example, American pensioners. And we just we did a podcast on um, the U.S.-France tax treaty where we addressed that, where it would not be the case that it would be detrimental. So there's a lot of misinformation out there as well that is brought into this very unfortunate, distasteful salad that does not lend itself to get that united support behind this principle. That's my impression over all these years. Now, if you guys have something else to add or correct, please. Let's go. So to we can move. Yeah. yeah so we can move forward to get everybody united. Let's go to the great John Richardson for commentary. What do you see? Anything to add, John? Well, I think it's pretty clear that uh, the support for ending citizenship taxation from Americans abroad is extremely limited. And, you know, I think there, there are many, many reasons for that. I'm not saying they support it, but they don't support efforts to end it. And 
you know, there are a number of there are a number of reasons for this, uh, you know, many of which Keith has actually covered. Um, but they're making, uh, I think, a, a tremendous mistake, because if you look at this over a period of time, I mean, even this last podcast we did, we can see how tax treaties are, are more and more beginning to recognize U.S. citizenship taxation and you know, in some ways, maybe relieve it a little bit, all right? But the problem with this is, and this is what it's hard to get people to understand, is that it's not about the rate of taxation. It's about the form of taxation, right? In the sense, the types of things the U.S. taxes, the deemed income rules, you know, things like PFIX, where it's a lot of sort of what I call fake income, you know, just sort of made up under the guise of deferral charges and things like that. They're the problem. And a point that I would make is this, that at the moment, um, to be able to renounce U.S. citizenship and not be a covered expatriate, there's a net worth uh, ceiling of $2 million U.S. dollars. And there's also a $2 million ceiling on using the 2009 relief, 19 relief procedures for former citizens. And what yeah. I would say is that there's a lot of people who can exit this relatively painlessly, okay, now, who 10 years from now, I guarantee you they will not be able to. I guarantee it. And they'll be begging for, you know, being able to go back 10 years. And I think that part of the problem here is it's very disappointing that uh, there's so little support. Uh, I mean, I think that this... It speaks volumes about the mindset of Americans and Americans abroad. I mean, I'm almost reaching the conclusion that Americans abroad are proud of citizenship taxation because in some perverse way, they think that it means that they're, that U.S. citizens are more valuable than the citizens of other countries. The other countries aren't even worth taxing. You know, the, you know the, the, I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a clear, I think, issue of per personal freedom. I agree with the people who see it as, as a human rights abuse. But the bottom line is, it doesn't matter what I think. What is clear is that Americans abroad, they either, some of them are outright in support of citizenship taxation. And most of them, even if they don't support it, are not willing to invest the time to end it. And what that means is that I think that uh, the people who don't support it better get on with the job of renunciation. Better get on with it. Uh, because at the moment, see, at the moment, the U.S. government is, I think, actually, they've begun to recognize that there's a, a compatibility problem with the whole fact of citizenship taxation regime and the problem of long-term Americans abroad. And, you know, what they're trying to do, of course, is fit a, a square peg into a round hole. Rather than change the approach of trying to fit the square peg into the round hole, what they're really trying to do is get rid of the round hole. In other words, what they're doing is incentivizing renunciations of U.S. citizenship. And this is very, very interesting. The <laughs> Look, for example, at uh, the Obama budget in 2015 and the Biden budgets in 2022. Now, neither of them passed, but they both contain provisions for Americans who have forever lived outside the United States to essentially 
you know, renounce in an easier way, you know, to sever U.S. tax residency. So clearly, you know, the Treasury Department, at least the Biden and the Obama administrations recognize this. Clearly, the 2019 relief procedures for former citizens, although interestingly, it was not understood this way in the first few days that it came out, but it became very, very clear that what it really was doing was saying, look, you don't want to be a citizen here. We're going to give you a, a relaxed way out within the, within the confines of the existing law. And so really those relief procedures are listening. You know, if you don't believe in citizenship taxation, you get out. All right. And here's the mechanism to do it. And then if we look at uh, notice uh, 2023-11, what's fascinating in it is that the, I mean, who knows, you know, how this actually plays out. But the text of the notice clearly requires banks, foreign banks, to alert Americans abroad of the relief procedures, right? In other words, of the opportunity to renounce U.S. citizenship without a social security number and solve this problem, you know, for all time. So my view of this is, and this is not something that I really see, you know, bandied about online, but what I think is that the U.S. government wants this group of people to renounce you know, so that uh, essentially the round hole goes away and there will be fewer impediments to their, you know, enforcing citizenship taxation on the rest of the world. Now, those who, you know, the group who, you know, sit around, I'm going to ignore this. You're making a mistake. You're making a mistake. You go back and watch this video 10 years from now. Yeah. All right. Wouldn't you love to do that? You know, when I, John, I love the point that you made that there's sort of this um, proudness of, well, we're taxed and we're just Americans. Well, they're they're Therefore, absolutely insane. I mean, you know, and it's the classic, you know, it's the classic move of manipulation. You know, if you're trying to manipulate someone, you know, well, sleep deprivation is one thing, right? And so the tax code's so crazy, it keeps you up at night. The other <laughs> thing too, the other thing too, is you want to appeal to someone's ego. And that is a fantastic way to get someone to not uh, maybe think as rationally, not think of um, the overall picture. Now, with that, I want to just congratulate our viewers uh, for being so smart and watching this channel. Um, you are surely um, some of the most smartest people on earth, and you should be proud of your unique specialness. Now, if you are looking to, um, and it, it's really, if you are looking, and this is also true for green card holders who've been in the U.S., the future is going to come. Maybe you'll be here. Um, and maybe when you're here, you wish you did something now. Um, so really, if you're there, you were, yeah, okay, yeah, probably in 10 years, I'll probably have a net worth over $2 million. And I probably don't really want to go through all of that expense. Now, maybe you want to front load um, your effort. Now, I would suggest reaching out to John Richardson. And uh, his contact information is below. I would suggest you reach out to him. Um, to say, you know what, maybe it's time to get on the process now. There's really no disadvantage to doing it. Other ones, doing it now, doing it later is going to be more expensive and your options will be limited. The quicker you can get to planning, the better off you are. Um, and also, I would recommend anyone about exactly what to do in your situation. If you want to talk to someone who's talks to, probably to more people in difficult situations around the world um, and is able to give them um, advice that an attorney can't, I would suggest you reach out to Keith Redmond below. 
Um, and so with that, uh, any final, any final comments, gentlemen, Keith, any final comments? Ah, I guess the final comments, we just proceed forward and get as much support as we can from Americans overseas. And yeah, 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 because without them, it's going to be very difficult. We need that support. Uh, Right. And that's sort of the thing. How do we, how do we ask for a change in the law when the people it's impacting some of the people it's impacting the most because people with worldwide income in the U S it absolutely affects them. Um, But how are we to say, Hey, look, this is a big problem when the people who it's hurting say, I love it because it tortures me. um, I guess. Um, John, any, any final question, any, any final, uh, any final comments? The people who don't think this is a problem are completely wrong and will regret it. It's a huge problem. And it is absolutely essential that all those people who, whether they're presently affected by this or not, but are subject to these rules, recognize it as a problem. And I think unify and come together because without that support from this, you know, very large group of people, I think, it, I mean, you know, you said it yourself. Why in the world would Congress listen to a bunch of people who can't even agree on a common message? And when half of them, you know, think, oh, no problem with citizen, it, it doesn't affect me, so it's not a problem. I mean, it doesn't affect you until it affects you. Okay, but once these problems start, there is no small problem. Okay, there is no yes, yes, cascade. You know, I've seen so many times people will call about, well, I have a problem with say this issue, but to try to fix this issue always leads you down the road to other issues. Okay, and the sooner people get out of this, the better off they are, I guarantee you. But what do I know? So, well, true words of wisdom. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. This is Anthony Parent for Keith Redman and John Richardson. I thank you for watching. Um, please, uh, if you have any uh, topics for you want us to discuss in the future, leave them below. And please leave all your comments. Um, I do my best to answer. I've been doing a lot better now. And please be sure to subscribe. Thanks for watching.